This is your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earned that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother... We in the... Hey, fam. What's up, Yee? Guess up? what day it is. Guess what day it is. Hump day. That's right. It's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm alive. I'm happy. Holidays are here. We're starting to set up for uh, Thanksgiving, which is next week. Then uh, Christmas, we're starting to do a little Christmas shopping for the baby. So I am excited. How about you, Yeezy? Uh, I'm good. I actually went out last night. Where'd you go? You know, I've been traveling a lot, so now I'm home. I'm trying to catch up on everything. Uh, VP Records had a Strictly the Best release party for uh, Volume 60. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of performances. You know, they did a lot for me for Angela Yee Day. Correct. With a lot of their performers, so I went out to go see them last night. Uh, also, I was on Empire last night, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet because I didn't realize it was coming on. Really? What were you doing on Empire? I was hosting a showcase. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you missed that, so I'm sure people will be talking about it. We can get a, a copy or a clip of it or something, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure it's available. Okay. All right. Well, I just got back. I was in North Carolina. I see. I had to do some work out there. Sometimes when you go to those small towns, you really love life a lot more. I'm going to tell you why. Is North Carolina a small town? Well, the, the town I went to in North Carolina was oh, very, very small. What town were you in? Uh, High Point. Okay. Now, I didn't know that High Point is a huge furniture town, and it's really only packed out in two weeks per year. That's when they do, like, the furniture showcases and they do selling and buying for furniture. But I was there and, like, the rest, everything, all the restaurants close at, like, 9, like, 8.30-ish. If you don't get your food by 8.30, you finish, you're done. So I was starving in North Carolina for a little bit. <laughs> no room service No room nothing. service, nothing like that. No it, Uber Eats? Nah, no beat. Like, even when I had to take the, the Uber, it was, like, a 45-minute wait for Uber just to get the car. So it was it was it was it was interesting. You know what? That's Very true because we are spoiled. Like in New York, if you call it Uber or Lyft, it comes pretty quickly. Within ten minutes, usually. But in other cities, even in big cities, sometimes, if, especially when it's early in the morning and we're trying to go to work because we have to be at work at like five something in the morning. Correct. Sometimes I ended up waiting like 20, 25 minutes for a Uber. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, but you you really. Don't really think about it till you have to have an Uber and you're like, damn, 45 minutes. Wait. Think about this. We didn't even used to have Uber. You're right. You're absolutely or right. Lyft. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Well, Tory Lanez will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it with Tory Lanez. He has a new project out right now, Chicks Tapes, which is dope. Isn't really it dope. like a part, what is it, part five? I think five, five. Okay. It's really, really dope. Production is great. What, How he flipped different songs was dope. So we'll talk to Tory Lanez, all right? And front page news, what are we talking about, you? Uh, well, we are going to be talking about anal cancer. Those rates are rising. Beware. All right. Let's get into it. Great, great. Let's what, get what, into what, it. What a way to start the show. Anal cancer. Okay. Well, all right. Front page news is next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's start off with some sports. Now, Carmelo Anthony, he, he had his debut playing for the Trailblazers. He wore 0-0. Usually he wears number 7, but I think they're about to retire somebody's jersey wearing this number 7. So he wore 0-0. He shot 4 for 14. 
He scored 10 points, uh, had four rebounds, and one block. Uh, they did lose 115-104, and they spoke to him after the game. And also, the game is different. You know, within a year, the game has changed, right? It's, you know, the physicality of the game has changed. Uh, you know, the way that they call the game, the way that the game is played is, has changed. So you almost have to adjust, you know, uh, uh, again when it comes to that. Yeah, he shot four, uh, four for 14. Um, he started off hot, though. First, made his first three, then he did pretty good, and then... I don't, I don't know if it was fatigue, but this is his first game. I mean, this is his first time back in over a year, so give him some time. I think Melo will do fine. What All right. Else, what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about anal cancer. All right. Their cases and deaths have risen dramatically in the United States. They said especially among older people and young black men. Researchers said that trends in anal cancers caused uh, cases over 15 years. They identified about 69,000 cases of anal cancer and more than 12,000 deaths during this time. So from 2001 to 2015, they said that the most common type of anal cancer increased by 2.7% per year. And anal cancer death rates increased by 3.1% per year during that time. And they said a lot of times it's caused by HPV or they're associated with HPV. They also said that HIV is a risk factor as well. And mm -hmm. other risk factors include having had cervical or vulvar cancer, having received an organ transplant, organ transplant or being a current smoker. Mm. So just beware and make sure you know those symptoms. Don't think that you just have hemorrhoids or something. You should make sure you get checked out. Get your, yeah, get your butt checked out. What else are we talking about you? All right, Jeffrey Epstein, those jail guards that were responsible for falsifying records to correctional officers. Uh, they were supposed to be guarding sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein the day that he died by suicide. They have now been charged. And the guards are Toba Noel and Michael Thomas. They did surrender to federal authorities yesterday. Mm -hmm. Epstein was found unresponsive in his cell, and apparently they said he hung himself. And there were a lot of questions about how he could have died. He was supposed to be on suicide watch the right. month before he died. And they said that these uh, security correctional officers were supposed to be doing 30-minute checks on each inmate. Which I don't understand. If you're on suicide watch, you're going to check on me every 30 minutes? Like, I can't kill myself within 30 minutes if I'm on suicide watch? I guess, you know, the whole setup of it and everything, you will see something. Mm-hmm at some point. So according to federal prosecutors, they said for large portions of their shifts that night, both Noel and Thomas sat at their desk, browsed the internet, moved around the common area, and for a period of about two hours, they sat at their desk without moving and appeared to be asleep, Damn. according to the indictment. So uh, that check, that 30-minute check alone was one of the most basic and essential aspects of their job, and they did not do that. They did find him unresponsive with a noose around his neck at about 6.30 a.m., and Apparently, they hadn't done those necessary checks from 10.30 the night of mm -hmm. to 6.30 uh, the next morning. Wow. So them two men are going to lose their jobs. Uh, they should definitely have been lost their jobs, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, that's front page news. I was hearing, I think one of them is a single father. He has three children, so he said it's making it difficult. He's going to fight it all the way to the end. So we'll see what happens. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed, whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Jay. Jay, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. What's 
going on, man? Um, I want to first give a shout out to my son. He's a little sick right now, so I missed your seminar in Atlanta. Yeah, he's teething. Okay. And, uh, he got the flu, so I couldn't make your seminar, but my best friend went up there, so I'm a pay him for his info, for the info that he got. If that's your best you friend, you should have to pay you your best friend for the information. Him? He should Come just give you the information, bro. Well, like you said, I don't believe in getting anything free, though. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, but it's your best friend. I mean, I mean, I understand that, but it's just like, it's just my thing, so. Okay. I just don't, you know. How much you gonna pay him? Like, you know, if the seminar was 100, I was just gonna give him no $50 on half of him. Okay. All right. But then, I'm gonna shout him out after that, but. Um, I see you guys come to Orlando. That's where I'm calling from. Okay. Are you going to be in Orlando? I'll be in Orlando this weekend. Yeah, Saturday. I'll be in Orlando this Saturday. But I'm not oh, doing a seminar. Got, I'm doing a party, though. No, got, no seminar. Yeah, I, know. I got a quick question to ask you guys. Um, now, I, I, say I, don't, I, don't, I work for this uh, nonprofit organization. I work at a drug rehab center for juvenile. I, don't, I know you might be busy throughout your weekend. Um, there's some great young kids there. You know, they're like from 13 to 17. They've been through some things. I just try to see, you know, how can we set up? I don't know how much I can, you know, pay y'all. Well, you ain't got to pay me to go talk to no kids. You ain't got to pay us to go talk to no kids. trying to pay everybody. But um, I'll tell you this much. Uh, I'm going to put... change the change to something, you know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, you ain't got to worry about that. We love to talk to kids. Hold on, man. We'll put you on hold. And if, if we can make it out, I would definitely make it out. I know I got, I'll got. i be there Saturday. I got a day party and a night party. But if if I can squeeze in some time, I'd definitely love to come talk to the kids, man. All right, y'all just check my Instagram out. It's only one underscore DJ Swoop, man. I got that. I really appreciate y'all. I run a little late to work, so I was kind of glad because I just wanted to take my chance, you know, just to, uh, you know, just talk to you guys. And did I say I really appreciate it. And I really love that interview you guys did yesterday with Lena. Like, that, that was just a great interview. I just like. That was somebody I like. Can you make sure you get to work? Yeah, hold on, bro. Hold on. We'll, we'll see if we, if we can Before get to you, you pay your boss for being late. Hello, who's this? This is Kayla. Hey, DJ Envy. Hey, Ms. Yee. Hey, Kayla. Hey, Paula, man. Yo, He's yo. not here yet. Georgia. Hey, what's up? Y'all get off your chest. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a slumlord, right? His crew's sorry. <laughs> he don't want to fix nothing. Mm. And so I moved out, right? Mm-hmm. So I told him, I was like, look, sir, I don't owe you. He told me I owe him for three months. He a darn lie. I was like, sir, I'm one month behind because your house rabbity and I'm not paying you no rent for October. So I ruled out <laughs> and uh, I'm dead free. Like he said, he's not going to take me to court or nothing. He was like, Miss Leggett, please just bring me the keys. So shout out to him because his crew Sorry, and I don't want to fix nothing. There you go. So shout out to the to the landlord because his crew is sorry. I will. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Okay. Where you from? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Brunswick, Georgia. I'm Kayla that called earlier um, this year for Charlemagne, and I want to apologize to his wife. I wasn't trying to disrespect her. Okay. But Charlemagne is still fine. <laughs> All right. You have it a is. you have a good one. I'm glad you got out the crib. That one, me too. Thank you. Y'all be blessed. Okay, Y'all be blessed. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Ryan from Manhattan. Ryan from Manhattan. What's up, man? Get it off your chest. Yeah, uh, you know, you inspired me, DJ Envy. Uh, I recently went out and uh, I just formed uh, my LLC, you know, and I've taken my first step towards uh, uh, trying to flip houses. 
Okay. So I'm really excited about that. That's well, con- great. well, congratulations, man. How's your credit? Uh, it's the early 600s. Okay. All right. That's not bad. You get your credit up a little bit, but but I'm I'm glad you do. Where are you flipping houses in? Uh, in Jersey. Okay. Okay. All right. And there's a great app called There's a great app called Self that can actually help you with your credit too. Self. Okay. I'm gonna look into that. Mm-hmm. All right. We we're doing a seminar in New York on 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 the fi- my um my uh website real quick. Go ahead. Sure. It's uh flyartsandbrushes.com and our Instagram is the same at flyartsandbrushes. Okay, bro. Have a good one. All right, one love, guys. And don't forget, I'm doing a seminar on the 15th. On the 15th, right? In New York. You coming? Yeah, I'll be there. All right, Jake, be there. Jacob Javis Center. Yes, sir. All right, see you there. Peace. Hello, who's this? Hi, right, this is Johnny. Um, I have a quick question. We had a debate at work yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's going to sound ignorant. Uh-oh. But it's more towards Angela Yee, since you're the relationship advice. Okay. A man can cheat on their wife, and... The woman will forgive him, but if the woman cheats on her man, the man won't forgive her. But this is talking about a woman that depends on her man and they have kids and she don't work at home. What do y'all think? So you're saying that because she's dependent on the situation, she has to think about, okay, I got kids to take care of. Where am I going to go? Financially, I'm dependent. So therefore, I feel kind of trapped into staying. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I think it is harder for... When you're and look, even if it was vice versa, if it was a man in that situation and he was dependent, it would probably be hard for him to leave also. So I know it sounds very ignorant, but a woman will forgive a man for cheating on her for, versus a man. But I promise you, there's plenty of men out there that have forgiven their women for cheating. And I think it's all circumstances too, right? Every circumstance yes, is different. So sometimes guys can understand, all right, this happened because of this, and y'all can explain it and make those steps towards trying to rectify the situation. Men say that they won't forgive a woman, but a lot of times they do. They think they won't, and they say they won't because of their ego. But, you know, there's people in, in on this show who have forgiven their wives for cheating. Yeah, Charlamagne talked about it before. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Andy? This is John. How you doing? John, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I had called last weekend. Uh, Angela, you were uh, racist enough to give me some tickets for my uh, anniversary for me and my wife. Surprise my wife to come to the show. Oh, that's right. Did you have a good time? I didn't make it. <laughs> oh, you're the one that couldn't come because uh, you had to work late or something like that? No, so, she- what I, so, so I had... Um, well, she had to work late. I think right. I you on Twitter. Damn. Yee gave you free tickets to surprise your wife, and you couldn't but she, make it. you said she appreciated the effort. She definitely appreciated it. I did. You know, we went to Atlanta, so we were getting ready to fly to Chicago the next morning, so I figured I could surprise you by taking it to your show the night before. Damn. So we ended up, we still had a nighttime in Atlanta and everything, and she wanted me to thank you for the tickets, because after I didn't get a chance to take out this all about the surprise, so... Right. We both just thank you for the tickets. Definitely appreciate it. Okay, good. A Chicago show was amazing. That was our last final show, and it got wild. Yeah, I know. I hate I missed it, too. But I appreciate it, though. Oh, of course. No problem. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, DJ Envy? What's up, bro? What's up? Yo, yo. This is Leonard Wallace. (laughs) What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, Envy. I mean, how do you feel about... Charlemagne the God doing that hymns commercial. I was just going to mind my business just listening to the show this morning. And when I heard Charlemagne the God promoting the hair product, I'm like, shouldn't that be Envy? Yeah, yeah right. Because you the have hair. Is, I, I don't, I don't do, put anything in my hair. I don't have any no what? hair plugs. I don't so have wait, follicles. Wait. So why would I do a hair thing? But Charlemagne don't have no hair at all. It exactly. makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
though I would I would let Envy do it. I mean, Envy, you are the right candidate for it. I mean, your hair grew back in less than two weeks from your vacation. Right, but hey, I, from your vacation. I don't where, have where did he go on vacation? Oh, that he got he hair. He when I went to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying. Are to you sure that's head. where you went? That's exactly where. All right, if you think, wait till you see me next week when I got dreads. Then you go really ask the question. And we gonna have cornrows next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, let's talk about T.I. He's planning to go on a red table talk, and he'll be, for the first time, addressing the comments he made about his daughter. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk T.I. Listen up. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, looks like T.I. is going to be on Red Table Talk addressing those controversial comments. People were talking that he made about his daughter, Deja. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what Jada Pinkett Smith had to say about that. Well, my next big guest is Tip. Okay. And Tiny. And, of course, he's going to address the controversy that has been swirling. And then he and Tiny sit down and talk about how they survived in regards to their marriage. Uh, interesting. I'll be tuned into that just mm-hmm. for content's sake because, one, I really enjoy Red Table Talk. Two, I enjoy Clifford Harris as a personality. So that should be entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll be on Monday that comes out. Okay. All right, ASAP Rocky, he is going back to Sweden. A lot of people felt like he would be not wanting to go there after he got arrested there, but he is on a mission. Here's what he had to say to TMZ. When I was in Sweden, I met so many people like myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, all of those Im- immigrants didn't really have the kind of support that they needed. Like me, being a celebrity, I had worldwide coverage. These, these people come from countries that they don't have help. And I just felt like... I wanted to give back with donating with this immigration, you know, service called FARR, you know, to help a lot of immigrants get the right kind of help with they, that they need inside. Because some people are sitting in jail for 10 months, two years, and they never see a judge. That's uh, dope. It wouldn't be me, though. Yeah, he must like Sweden, because if I went through what he mm-hmm. went through in Sweden, I'm not going back unless I really, really, really like Sweden. The food got to be amazing. Yeah. You know, he's a single man, so the women got to be top-notch. There's no reason nope. for me to be in Sweden. There's no reason for me to go back. Well, he's also designing uniforms for Swedish prisons. So after he was detained earlier this year, he told Forbes that he's doing what he can to encourage people to do better. He Why said, do you got to design uh, prison uniforms? Why do you want to look sexy in prison? I didn't say it was going to be <laughs> sexy, but he just probably wanted to give them, nah, I don't know. I could donate money from here. I'm not, I'm not going to Sweden. I'm Why, you go going, back. Why do you need fashion designers Swedish uniforms? They want to look fly in jail? For who? For themselves. Okay, I get fly. I used to get fly for the women. Why do I want to get fly in prison for? Huh? I want to look as scruffy and non-appealing as possible. <laughs> right. uh, listen, clearly something touched him while he was there. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, ye. See, wow. You, no, I'm see, saying. You played wow. too much, you know what I'm saying? See, something touched his spirit. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Something wow. touched his spirit, wow. and he okay. felt like giving okay. back. Sure. That's all. <laughs> All right, now Ari wow. Lennox mm. is upset that she didn't win at the Soul Train Awards. She was nominated for Best Collaboration for her single Shea Butter Baby with J. Cole. And Chris Brown and Drake did win for Best Collaboration. Uh, so uh, she wasn't. Chris Brown and Drake won for the Best Soul category? Best Collaboration. Oh. 
That's joint no guidance, right? At the right? Soul Train Awards, yeah. yes. And so she was upset, and she went on social media, and she said, Shea Butter Baby will always be special. You know what I realized? People who genuinely F with me understand my frustration. People are self-hating haters and clearly have never given my music a chance. Got the biggest problem with me always. No one will have to worry about me complaining after this current complaint. What I will not do is ever be this depressed again. It's not just an award. It wasn't any award show. It was the Soul Train Awards. As you can see, I'm a big fan of soul music and a huge fan of Soul Train's history. Being snubbed was something I always expected and was definitely prepared for it, just not by them. My intent was to never shade other nominees. I'm hurt and I don't expect soulless haters to understand that. Every time I wrap my mind around it, I just can't accept it. It feels like a breakup. I made a soulful album. I never ran from who I am. I just expected that one platform to understand that. It takes a lot of energy to do these things and ultimately this was a hard loss for me. Man, drop one of Clues Bombs for Ari Lennox. I respect that. Ari. Ari. I respect that. I respect the fact that Ari Lennox can about the Soul Train Awards. I respect the fact that she feels like that about Soul Train. That's what I'm talking about. You got to celebrate your blackness and celebrate back black people celebrating you because they always act like that over the white awards, the Grammys and the American mm -hmm. Music Awards and all that stuff like that. I'm glad to see her upset she didn't win a Soul Train Award. Right, and that song, Shea Butter Baby, is a dope song. So Yeah, but that doesn't mean Chris Brown joint wasn't a dope song. Well, she's just, yeah, she's just personally hurt. I'm not saying I'm not mad not. at that. Mm -hmm. Go with your celebrated, not with your tolerated. She celebrated the Soul Train Awards. I'm happy she feels Although like it is hard to express that on Twitter because then people get upset and start going in on Man. you and telling mm -hmm. you that you're ungrateful and all kinds of things. But she just was upset. I, I and she said, dear that. fake fans, please unfollow. I'm not entitled. I'm hurt. I salute you, you for that, Ari. I don't know you, but I salute you for that. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. When we come back, front page news, what are we talking about? Let's talk about these public impeachment hearings. We'll tell you what happened on day three. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's Let's get some front page news. Now, uh, last night, Carmelo Anthony was his debut as a Portland, uh, Portland Trailblazer. They lost. The Pelicans beat him 115-104. He shot four for 14 when he first thought he looked pretty good. He was sitting uh, the first three shots, four shots, and then I don't know what happened. Listen, he scored man. 10 points, four rebounds, and one block. But it's, it's only one game. It's, he's a little rusty, but it's guess what? He still gave you 10 points. I'm telling 10. you, he's Carmelo too. good for, for a 16 a game, bro. Mm -hmm. He's wearing uh, double zero. So he's mm -hmm. not wearing seven. He's wearing double zero. But it's the first game. He hasn't played in over a year. So uh, welcome back, he's Melo. Gonna be, he's going to be a good addition to the Trailblazers. I, I don't think, think so. he ends the season with the Trailblazers, though. You don't think so? No, nah, I think somehow Melo makes his way... To, to one of the L.A. teams. Think so? Yeah. Mm. All I think right. Lakers or Clippers. Okay. What else we can talk about, Yee? Well, yesterday, as you know, was day three of the public hearings, the public impeachment hearings. And the people that actually gave testimony yesterday was... Uh, two people called by the Democrats, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, a National Security Council official who listened in on Trump's call with Zelensky, who's a Ukraine president, and Jennifer Williams, a foreign policy advisor to Vice President Mike Pence. Now, the second part was devoted to two witnesses called by the Republicans, former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Kurt Volker and former Trump uh, foreign policy advisor Tim Morrison. And you can hear what uh, Tim Volker had to say. Kurt At no time was I aware of or knowingly took part in an effort to urge Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Biden. As you know from the extensive real-time documentation I have provided, Vice President Biden was not a topic of our discussions. I was not on the July 25th phone call between President Trump and President Zelensky. I was not made aware of any reference to Vice President Biden or his son by President Trump until the transcript of that call was released on September 25th, 2019. 
All right. In addition to that, Jennifer Williams talks about the uh, phone call and confirms that as well. On July 25th, along with several of my colleagues, I listened to a call between President Trump and President Zelensky. I found the July 25th phone call unusual because in contrast to other presidential calls I had observed, it involved discussion of what appeared to be a domestic political matter. All right. Now, um, as you know, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman actually felt like that call was alarming, and here's what he had to say. Without hesitation, I knew that I had to report this to the White House counsel. I had concerns, and uh, it was my duty to report my concerns to the proper proper pe people in the chain of command. And, and what was your concern? It was inappropriate. It was improper for the president to request an to demand an investigation into a political opponent, opponent, especially a foreign power where there's at best dubious belief that this would be a, a completely impartial investigation. You know, I watch a lot of CNN and MSNBC, and they talk about these hearings, but America is really not acting like an impeachment hearing is going on. Like, it's really quiet for these hearings. Like, I remember being a kid when Clinton was going through it. It's like, this is all you heard about. That is true. And I have a re theory for that. I actually think it's because of what Clinton was impeached for. Blowjobs, infidelity. You can't say that, oh, man. Oh you can't say that. You can't say that? No. Huh. Fellatio. Oh, for, okay. Fellatio. Uh, yes. I actually think it's because of what Clinton was impeached for, okay? Fellatio, infidelity. It provides better mm -hmm. content than just corruption. Like, let Trump have been getting impeached for letting Russian hookers you know, urinate on him in the Oval Office, this would dominate the headlines. I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand what the question is even about anymore because clearly he did what they said he did, right? Is there still a question about it? He I mean, you still got to go through it. inappropriate. Everybody's confirming gotta, it, even the witnesses that the Republicans are calling forward. Yeah, you still got to go through with the whole proceeding, though. Let all, bring all the witnesses up, all that good stuff. All right. All right, well, we'll keep you updated as best we can. What did you say? What did you say, Steve? All I heard Steve is Malvin, Malvin BJ. He was like, BJ? What? <laughs> I'm like, what? Don't look at me and whisper that early in the morning. We got the pinky. Uh-oh. Oh, here, oh, here comes Steve and the white oh, yeah, demon. Yeah, yeah, Come on, Steve, and let it go. I was just Don't saying maybe it. people would listen if he got fellatio while he was on the phone call. True. That would be a headline. You know, he's not okay. lying. Hey, drop on the clues bomb, Stephen. He's right. Goodness. That would dominate the headlines. All right. Well, that is front page. I heard news. Trump. Hitting a BJ while asking them to uh, aid and uh, uh, holding uh, holding back the money uh, to, to set Joe Biden and his son up, whatever the hell is it. Nobody wins that job. I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. Now, when we come back, Tory Lanez will be joining us. Shout out to Tory Lanez. He has a dope project out right now. It's called Chicks Tapes. He is a founding member of a club I call Trap Toupee. Oh, my goodness. Which is a hair club for black men. Mm -hmm. All right? DJ Envy is in it. LeBron James. <laughs> Tory Lanez. Who am I missing? DJ I'm Self. DJ Self, definitely. Tiger. DJ Sus One and Tiger. But I'm not yes. in it. Oh, we'll please. Talk. Founding member. You are. No, you're not a founding member. I'm not, I'm not, even, not. I'm not even in the no. club. LeBron is a founding member. LeBron and Tory James are definitely founding Tory members Lanes. of Trap Toupee. Tory Tory James. Who is Tory James? <laughs> I don't know Tory Trap James. Trap Toupee. My goodness. Tory James is who he was before he, before he uh, got here. All right. Tory Lanez, when we come back, is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Tory Lanez. Yeah, man. Five What's up, man? You, you want to start with the bullshit or no? No. I, we're gonna, I, we're gonna, I know he just got a bunch of bullshit. No, 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 no. The first thing I want to say to Tory is people can say a lot of shit about Tory, but they can't say you don't know how to make good music. 
Thank you. Thank you. Five is really dope. That's really, really dope. Really, really like, dope. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate. I that. I can tell you, a raise on mix uh, that, the mixtape game because that just reminded me of the mixtape game. Just no, thank the you so feeling, much. The energy. What does it mean to you, though? Because I mean, the, 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 the series played such a vital role in your career. So what is it um, doing it like this? Mean it's like it was always hard to 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 clear, you know, the album, and so like, and we never thought that we would ever clear the album. And even when we did the other albums, we always said to ourselves like, yo. Imagine one day we we get the real artist, but mm -hmm. nah, that's not gonna happen. So the fact that it actually happened, happened. and it was cleared was like, yeah, I can't even. I, I'm, it's like a loss of words. It's not even a, a, a describable feeling. Just, what was the budget though for this thing? I mean, it wasn't as much as you think. Uh, you know, the label didn't really wanna. You know, it wasn't really the most feasible thing for them as far as like them getting their return because samples cost money and stuff like that. But a lot of things I had to just call a lot of people by face value and just say, yo, this is what I'm doing. And a lot of people were actually more nicer than I thought, you know, be too cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it's one of them things where it's like, this is, I'm still asking these people to come back on a, some of the greatest songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go for no in-between joints or nothing like that. I went for the greatest, right. greatest records I could think of. You know what I'm saying? So, Which is hard to do. Baby. That's why I say I really f with this tape because sometimes people do things like that and it's almost like a crutch. But you actually made some of these songs sound just as good. No, thank like you so much. Like the with Snoop, hard. Hard. Thank you. You know what I respect, too? I respect the fact you're a real too, man. Because you're the only person I hear admitting that you have some work done on your hairline. Yeah, you got to let this go, man. still choose to lie. But see, I told see, I told you, next time I come in here, I was going to come a little more dark. Now, let me... Now let me. And you know what I'm saying? I was going to come a little more dark and now, a little now, more dark. Now, what did you do to your hair, Tori? Okay, so look. Same thing you did to yours, nope. King. We're going to have this conversation Wait, in a second. No, so what I did not. I did he wore not. his hat on purpose today. I'm explaining. He knew he was coming. He was like, I ain't nope, going to do nope. that. I'm explaining. Go ahead, Tori. What did take you do the, to yours? Take that off. No, in a second, I'm going to take okay. my hat off. In a second. In a second. Go ahead, Tori. See, I was him last time I came in. I was like, yo. I don't have hair plugs or follicles or none of that. Like I want you to you, pause, pause, pause. You got to touch it for yourself so you can see this real, right? All right, go ahead. My hair grows. He just mad. This mother grew again. Jazz, you see this See, this is my real hair. This dude is crazy. Sorry. He had a Caesar Friday. No, it did not. This, this guy is hair. crazy. Is, I, it's his hair, though. Like, hair. Tori, stop, man. You, I know this person. I've been working with him for nine years. I just no. let my hair grow. This is the first time I let it grow. That's it. I just had Caesars all the time. What did you do, Tori? Oh, but see, that's goodness. the thing, though. See, right? See, like, basically what I did for my edges, right, is what they have these things also called PRP shots, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Basically where you take, like, the blood, the blood out of you. from yep. your uh, arm mm -hmm. or whatever the case is, and then they'll put the, the blood in, like, the dead cells of, like, your hair. It's basically... The doctor that I, that I went to, right, mm -hmm. is a dude who, he does a lot of stem cell research. Mm -hmm. So every day he comes up with new stuff, but it's specifically for black and, uh, and uh, uh, Hispanic hair. Mm -hmm. Now, boom, I had to do a, a procedure also with the with the follicles, too. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Just on the, on my edges, because that's where I was losing it. It was, on the, it was on the corners of my head, you feel me? When I did it, you can get it and still not come back. That's what niggas don't understand. Like, you can still, like, you you got to let time, number one, it got to grow. That's why last time I came on the show, I was like, yo, bro, when I come back here, it's going to be it's darker. Be right, like, this right, isn't right. some procedure that just looks like this, like, I got a tattoo on my head. Like, nah, my hair has to grow. Like, you know, your real hair still got to be, you know? For me, and I want I want to always attest to something. Mm -hmm. I went through all phases for niggas. What do you mean? Boom. Boom, I had the receding joint. Right. I said, you know what? I, I was like, I can't keep it. Shaved it all bald. I mm -hmm. went bald I showed there was a way out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boom. 
Then I was like, yo, I got to come back. I showed there was a way to come back. Right. But now, hold on. Mm-hmm. I use, like, all organic products and stuff. Like, because I knew... Keep talking. I'm, Keep talking. This is the secret. 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 He said he started seeing Dr. Sebi, so he's changed his diet with vegan, holistic, organic shit. I did not say that. He, he, said, no, he said it was his diet. Let he told Tory it was speak. his diet. Let Tory speak. I said, I will say this. Go ahead, let Tory speak. Go ahead. What people don't realize is there is a lot of stuff that's made from the earth. Preach. That is here to actually, like, enrich and stop your hair from having those issues early. But if you got you to catch Preach. it. You got to catch, catch it. it. Not when you're 40 plus, Envy. I caught mine. Okay. Wait, look, don't be, look. That's don't, what I'm, listen. If nah, bro. He's Come on, Tori. He's combing it. So what? Just comb your hair. There's not no follicles. You can't comb yours. Of course I can. Okay, comb mine. but but mine's real. So that's what I'm saying. Like you got to remember. But you did a procedure to get it back. Yeah, you did something. But he acting like he but, this but, just but, grew. It, it did. Oh, You've hey, been with me every day. You and here's seen the thing it. too. You gotta. You gotta. It's gotta be one of those things where the the follicles that they put in your hair from your hair have to be growing fo- like you have to have hair that grows either from the back side or somewhere in your hair in order for it to work yeah yeah, yeah. it's not gonna work like you know what i'm saying if yeah. your hair doesn't actually grow but once you hate it once they do it your hair is gonna grow exactly like how it would grow it's that prp is painful bro you think so? I'm not gonna lie. That? I'm not gonna lie. I let Dr. Sandy ask me up to do the PRP once or twice, but I was like, I ain't for. I said, I said, I was like, yo, this <laughs> too painful. That she was giving me headaches. I was like, I'll just be bald, yo. So you tried it? I tried the PRP like twice, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. Best. They drew the blood. Uh, they drew the blood. I she drew the blood out of my arm. She you did the whip up. Hypocrite like a mother. <laughs> Boy, he hates, he jealous. Now the real Hold on, hold on, time out. Time out, hold on, time out. Take your hat off real quick. My shit's up. I just trying to see what's I'm going on. I'm going to get a haircut today. Take it all the way off. It's Tori. Cameron Maker, you come over here. <laughs> I was waiting for this moment to get his ass back. You know what I'm saying? You see me, I'm out here, I'm darker. I'm darker. You know what I'm saying? We live in large. Oh, I told him, man. I told him to get that. I just wanted to do that. You can go I'm back gonna, to where you was I'm at. I'm going to get the first ball today. <laughs> who, t- who told you about this procedure? Was Tiger the one that told you? And how did you have that conversation? How did you ask him? Tiger was definitely Definitely the person. Listen, nobody knew that Tiger did this, so I'm sorry that I'm like, <laughs> so you I'm, like I you know, knew. like I'm sorry that I like, you know, but for n- who paid attention to Tiger's hair uh-huh. and to paid attention to people that was like in the light, like, yo, he got a hair problem. What's he gonna do? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So first time I met him, like I damn near was plotting on this. I was like, bro, like you, you know, you in Miami, bro, pull up to the crib. You know what I'm saying? He at the time, this is before taste. Uh-huh. He didn't have taste. Didn't okay? have taste. But his hair was his hair was beautiful. But his hair Pause. was beautiful. <laughs> Pause. But his hair was beautiful. So it was like, yo. So I was like, yo, bro, this unlimited features thing is not a joke. <laughs> That's what you told him. I was like, yo, this is real. For the rest of my career, and I'm gonna be big. I got you. You know, I'm gonna give it to y'all live on the show. The doctor's name is Doctor Zering. Basically, uh, he's a dude based out of L.A. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that you could just go to all the time because. He's so booked up because his shit really works. You know what I'm saying? And he comes up with there's so many different uh uh research things and things that he has. You know that n- don't know that guy. You know him. I don't even know if he's white, black, or what he is. I don't, I don't believe know. you. He's a he's, he's a white guy though. That's the mm-hmm. thing about it. And it's it's not that it can't be done for white people either, because it, it, it is, but it just specializes for 
How much does it cost to do Spanish. it? can be expensive or it can be inexpensive. It just depends on what you need to do. You feel me? Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Tory Lanez. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tory Lanez. Now, what happened in the club the other night? We seen a, a video in the club and you get I can't into talk it. about it. I don't get sued. <laughs> nah, but like, I, I, it was just a misunderstanding, but I don't, I'd rather not talk about that. Just for legal uh, You calmed reasons. down a lot for a while. That was the first time I was shocked. I've been Damn, chilling, right? Back on the I've been, been chilling, time. though, right? Like, but that's the thing. Like, I be I be chilling. My whole thing is it's just like, I just don't like disrespect, bro. I'm not even a, like, in the words of my brother, ASAP Rocky, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a gangster. I'm not a nothing. But I slapped the shit out of one of these, bro. So it's just like, leave me alone, bro. When I'm on my, when I'm on my cool and I'm on my chill time, I ain't bothering nobody. I ain't sending no diss records at nobody. Leave me a f alone, bro. You feel me? And like whatever me and that dude spoke about, and you know, think everybody should just know, like it all derived from somebody walking up to me. I didn't go and start that problem. Somebody walked up to me with the animosity. So it's like, somebody did you know him? Did you know him? Right? You, know. you with animosity? Yeah, it's just like it was kind of it was kind of crazy. But I don't want to talk into the into the gotcha. situation. I got but you. Yeah, like I calm down. I be chilling. Like mm -hmm. just don't bother me, dog. Like you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm I'm a human being, just like the next guy, famous or not. And I look at disrespect the way enough look at disrespect. Don't disrespect me. I'm You're not disrespecting so you. Good, man. You know what I'm he's, saying? Not a, he's not climbing the venues no more. Nah, I'm still doing that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I, I had to go on two, like, arena tours, the Drake and the, and the Chris Brown, but that's the only thing that kind of stopped me from being in that crowd wilding out and climbing and crowd surfing and stuff like that like I always do. But now that I'm back to my real shows, we back. You can beat that case in the court of law, too, though, by the way. No, no, no. It's, I'm not even worried about beating it. It's, it's one of them things where it's like, it's like, it's, it's so much... There's so much things wrong with the picture yeah, from, yeah. from you know, just a standpoint of, of, of protection or the artist of whoever's supposed to be in that club for the night. Yeah. You know, it was a hosting. It was a night I was there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. So it's like... He shouldn't have been able to approach you like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, um, I'm a cool guy. I'm not a guy that's a... I'm singing R&B. I'm bringing the old, like, old uh, R&B classics back. Mm -hmm. I'm at a different point in my head. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not there with... But just don't disrespect me. That's all I Just say you saw a B. Say it was a B in the club. Cause you, it didn't look like you connected, so you just you was trying to swat the B away. That's all. That's it. That's it. It seems like you got a thing for Ashanti. I love Ashanti, man. Shout out to Ashanti. She's on the project. She's yeah. on the front cover, too. Did, cover did too. you ever try to um, take it past this working relationship? Nah, not like that. I mean, like, you know, in some French shit, like, we'll talk about, like, going on vacation and shit like that, but, like, She's a cool person. Mm -hmm. Not that I wouldn't holler, but you know, I just, I think that when we met each other, like we're both like, we love to work. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like the common, uh, you know, thing about it with me and her. It was like, yo, I like to work. Oh, you like to work too. Oh, like I be in the studio till seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, you be in the studio till seven o'clock in the morning too? That was where we connected. And gotcha. so like, um, even when I first told her about the cover, she, she was kind of like, yo, she didn't really know the whole like aspect and the whole like, chicks tape thing she didn't know how big it was mm -hmm. so she was kind of like kind of skeptical at, about it at, at first i remember i had this hour-long conversation with her <laughs> like ashanti you look exactly like how you looked and probably younger right now mm -hmm. and i need i need the world to see the essence and the beauty of of what's going on mm -hmm. and she was just like all right man you know what i find interesting too? you said uh drake had no business being at the camp flog now <laughs> Thing. Why? Why did you think that? No, nah, it was something we. It was something me and me and him both laughed about. Mm -hmm. Like the next day, like we was on the phone just laughing about it. And he was like, "Yo, that was that was one for the." But you know, when the just so rich, he just don't give a. F 
Like yep. that was like it was like that was the first time I was just like, you so successful, you didn't even like that shit didn't even phase you. See, like me would have been sitting at home. I'd have been sitting at home for a good couple hours. Like damn, I fuck. Mm -hmm. he didn't even give a. Fuck. And so like my thing was just like, well, you know, now that you you know you don't give a. Fuck, I just want to. Going record saying, boy, you know goddamn well you shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. like when I said it, I, I was basically just reiterating the conversation we already had. Like, like you know, it's it's it's. Why do you think he shouldn't have been there though? Because not that he shouldn't have been there, but like a guy like him and a guy like me, is like when when those kids that wear dirty Chuck Taylors and they're in that crowd and they're they're waiting to dirty see Chuck Frank Taylors. Ocean. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I'm saying. At one point, he was also a man who wore dirty Chuck Taylors. They're gonna want to see Frank Ocean at that moment because they're anybody. If you're if if I expected to see a hologram of Tupac or whatever the it is, if right. I expected to see something else, and then you give me something else, and then you gotta think about it. Like Frank Ocean's like a unicorn. Like you don't see this. Like mm -hmm. he's not a that you actually see. I don't even think it had nothing to do specifically with Drake. It was just like, yo, we're waiting for this grand thing. And uh, we don't think we're going to get it now. I think that, like, they told us it's just going to be this, and we're not going to get what we were waiting for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's all I think it was. I think Is there certain shows you refuse to do because of that? Nah, no, no, no. I'll do every show because my thing is it's different. I don't care how many of y'all is out there. It could be 60, 100,000 of y'all Each and every one of you guys is individual. And if we, I was in the room with each and every individual one of you, none of y'all would front on me, mm -hmm. which means... I go see me. I'd put on a record. I'd have jumped in the crowd. I've been walking all over the motherfucker. What y'all talking about? I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have been standing in the middle of that shit. What y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's the old that's story. Just, coming back. That's ahead. just me. Mm -hmm. Now they know that the, the good thing about that story is, is I love the fact you said I called Drake. Because a couple of years ago it wasn't like that. So yeah, I love nah, the definitely. fact that y'all relationship. I is saw great, him man. post chicks tape five the other day and everything. No, nah, that's my nigga. I love, I, I I love was, that. I was, we um, I just seen his house actually for the first time. Let's talk about that. That house looks. Amazing. This house, I, first of all, I only saw the left side of it. That's you know what crazy. I'm saying? I only saw the left side. That's crazy. You walk in, big basketball court. It was crazy. Like, this was so crazy. It's like, you just have this crib because you know it's like me going to come to go come to <laughs> Breakfast Club and let the world know. Like, and I remember just walking through this crib, bro. And it was at one point, like, I, I couldn't even fry. I look at this and go, bro, you really did it, bro. And I don't even talk to like that. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. I keep it to myself, bro. You, you How you can talk to a nigga about his hair, but can't give it up for a <laughs> nigga out? Nah, I'm saying, but some niggas, you know, some niggas, they won't, you know, mm -hmm. they they not like that. Mm -hmm. So me, I just like, like at that moment, I had to just be like, yo, bro, you really did it, bro. Mm -hmm. You see, you see it, it's like, yo, cuz, it's crazy. So I think Why don't y'all collaborate more? I, we don't see each other as often, mm -hmm. but we talk to each other all the time. Mm -hmm. but we don't gotcha. see each other as often. And uh, we recorded one time when we was in uh, Jamaica. We had recorded some stuff out there, but I think, well, with us two, I think it's just like one of them things. It's like, yo, when we really finally like one of one time both schedules is clear and da 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 da, we'll really actually go in. You know, I think that things that are supposed to happen when it comes down to us musically, I think they'll happen if they happen and when they happen organically. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't rush it. I don't, you know, I I also do pride myself on the fact that I, you know, I'm somebody who came in the industry without a cosign. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who came in here without, you know. A big feature or whatever the case is and i think that still speaks volume so as long as it takes regardless you know i'm still building my own catalog and that's what makes it dope when we finally get together and, and i got this many records too mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying do you think you'd have been bigger if you came out with like ovo uh i think maybe at the time i i, I think i guess but at the same time it, it doesn't change anything that uh you know at the time you know of course 
with Party Next Door and everybody coming out, it would have been a dope move. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I think the way we we were introduced to Tori is, you know, it's part of it. You know, right. everything is part of the story. You know, when we when we, we re, when we remixed Controller, when we did all that stuff, it was it was part of the story. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So. And I don't even think we would have been as close if that part of the story wasn't there. All right, we got more with Tory Lanez when we come back. Let's get into his joint. It's featuring T-Pain. It's Jerry Sprunger. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kodak Black. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Kodak Black is trying to enter a drug rehab program while he's serving time in prison in Florida. Mm-hmm. And in addition to being separate and living separate from the general population, you also get the advantage of perhaps getting some time off. So you might get up to 12 months knocked off of your prison sentence. You know, he's sentenced to 46 months right now. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, it's a 500-hour program. It lasts nine months, and there's group therapy and one-on-one treatment as well. So it makes sense if you can get less time right. to do that program. He's also, according to sources, saying that he wants to take the SATs when he eventually gets released, and he does want to go to University of Florida and get a bachelor's degree. Okay. Clean it up, right? Yep. All right, Nick Cannon is getting his daytime talk show in 2020, and here's great news for him. It will be uh, getting guaranteed double runs on Fox-owned outlets in 17 major markets, including nine of the top 10 markets. So congratulations to Nick Cannon. That's what a cool bomb from Nick Cannon. When did it start? They just did in 2020 in the fall. Yeah, that's great. Fall of 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Should I give the radio run about... I'll say about two, three more years. <laughs> Stop it. Listen, he's killing it right now. He's host on The Masked Singer, and of course he has Wildin' Out, and he has a clip series coming Nick called Nick Cannon's Hit Viral Videos. He hosted NBC's America's Got Talent and uh, for eight seasons. He's still got counting. time to go to school. He's going to he's doing Cannon's Corner. Nick is yep. the man. Nick and he has the Wildin' Out tour, mm-hmm. the stand-up comedy tour. He has a restaurant in Miami. He's got a lot going on. So. That's right. Shout but out to him. If the for daytime it. talk show starts 2020, I give the radio show to the end of 2021. <laughs> Why? Ryan Seacrest does it? Uh, barely. But I'm not going to talk about that. That's iHeart business. Nick could be good. <laughs> he has the morning show and he has uh, live. Okay. All right. Antonio Brown has posted an apology to Robert Kraft. He said, Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. All I wanted to be was an asset to the organization. Sorry for the bad media and the drama. Thank you sincerely, A.B. Sue. That hurt my heart to see that yesterday. Why? Because, man, you bowing down to the man. Two weeks ago, you was calling the NFL a plantation and saying anybody who wants to work there is a fool and all types of other stuff. And now, two weeks later, you got to bow down to Robert Kraft. What has to happen for one of these brothers in the NFL? One of these brothers in the NFL has to say, F the NFL and mean it. Until that happens, you're going to keep seeing people in this position. You're going to keep seeing people in the position that Capitals in on Saturday. Until one of these brothers says, F the NFL and means it, this is going to continue. He could have been emotional. He could have said some things that he really didn't mean and said out of emotion and just wanted well, to say Well, Antonio Brown did meet with the NFL last week to address sexual assault allegations against him. They said it was an eight-hour meeting and there could be follow-ups before a decision is made about what's going to happen with his future. So, don't know what happened there, mm-hmm. but... He'll end up back on the Patriots. Patriots ain't got no wide receivers right now and they need some wide receivers. He'll end up back on the Patriots. 
All right, would you vote for Kanye with Akon as the vice president? Absolutely no. not. Well, TMZ talked to Akon about a possible 2024 partnership. To me, it's not a competition. It's a matter of what God wills it to be. Okay. You know, but I think the combination could be something. You just never know. We just have to wait for that time come and see. Would you run this VP with Kanye as president? Or would, would that what, not be the ideal situation? What would be the ideal situation? I would do that. You would do it? 1,000%. Wow, because that seems like yeah, something that. that really could happen. You never know. Anything can happen. First of all, why would Akon be the VP on that ticket? Akon out here putting lights all in Africa. He should be running for president. Why well, I guess he because be... Kanye already said that he wanted to run in 2024. So that don't mean nothing. Run against him. I don't know that he was really planning to run for president at all. They're uh, not running for no Akon damn president. Was, yeah. they just talking right now. They asked him about it. He mm -hmm. was like, yeah, sure, why not? All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need this culturally clueless executive in Hollywood to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Okay. Okay, and it's just a moment to teach and uh, shame white people. All right. For being white. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, November 20th uh, goes to Hollywood. In particular, culturally clueless Hollywood executives. There is a headline going around, and I had to cite sources to make sure this was a real story. Uh, and it is, because it came from the screenwriter for the new Harriet movie, Gregory Allen Howard, okay? Gregory Allen Howard was talking about the struggles he faced trying to make the Harriet Tubman movie and how the climate in Hollywood was different back then. And from that conversation, this headline happened. A Hollywood executive. Everybody pay attention. Open your ears. I need you to listen. Mm -hmm. A Hollywood executive wanted Julia Roberts mm -hmm. to play Harriet Tubman in the Harriet Tubman movie. Uh, I white, can't, I, white Julia Roberts? Man, yes. Pretty only, woman? Yes. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to ABC 7 for the report, please. It has to do with the movie Harriet, which came out last month. It tells the story of anti-slavery crusader Harriet Tubman and stars actress Cynthia Erivo. When the film was first in development more than 25 years ago, another actress's name was in consideration. Gregory Allen Howard, the movie scriptwriter, says one studio head said, quote, this script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. When someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet Tubman, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one's going to know the difference. We still don't know who that executive was. Don't know if we ever will, but uh, when talking about the episode, Alan says the climate in Hollywood was very different 25 years ago. Alan told the story in a Q&A posted by Focus Features, the studio behind Harriet. Now, before we move on, uh, Envy really bothered me with a question he just asked. You said black Julie. Black, I said white, white Julie Roberts. Yeah, so I who's thought, the black Julia Roberts? I don't know. I, saw, I thought maybe there was another Julia Roberts <laughs> okay, that was I'm black. Just, I'm talking, it sounds I'm, like a common name. I'm like, did he know something I don't know? No, I don't, I don't black know. Julia Roberts? I'm just asking. Uh, was she on 21 Jump Street? That <laughs> sounds like she could have been on 21 Jump Street. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Uh, anyway, a culturally clueless Hollywood executive wanted Julia Roberts, whose ancestry consists of English, German, Swedish, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, and French, to play Harriet Tubman, whose grandmother arrived here on a slave ship. 
from Africa. Okay, Harriet Tubman, who was born into slavery, whose parents were slaves. Dear Hollywood, just because Julia Roberts can play Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman doesn't mean she can play Harriet Tubman in Pretty Slave Woman. Okay, just because Julia Roberts can play Laura Burney in Sleeping with the Enemy doesn't mean she can play Harriet Tubman in a movie called Sleeping with the Enemy Against My Will because Master keep raping me. Okay, just because Julia Roberts can play Maggie Carpenter in Runaway Bride doesn't mean she can play Harriet Tubman in a movie called, guess what? <laughs> Runaway Slave. All right, sure. Julia Roberts can play Tess Ocean in Ocean's Eleven, but she can't play Harriet Tubman in a movie titled Atlantic Ocean Eleven, which is an origin story of how her grandmother got here, all right? This is why white people have to stop trying to tell other people's stories, okay? White people can't tell black stories, and if you have an idea for a black story, go get a black creative to help you with it, to assist you with it. Hey, how about just to do it, all right? Same with men trying to tell women's stories, straight people trying to tell gay stories. You might have the idea, but go get somebody from that community to give it that realness, all right? So you don't make these kind of mistakes. White people in Hollywood do stuff like this all the time, by the way. Uh, remember when Angelina Jolie played uh, Marianne Pearl? She was a journalist for the Wall Street Journal who was of Afro-Cuban descent. Uh, ben Affleck played Antonio J. Mendez, who was a Mexican-American CIA operative. Uh, Johnny Depp played Tonto from the Lone Ranger. Tonto was a Native American. Remember when Elizabeth Taylor played Cleopatra? Okay, this isn't a new thing for Hollywood. What's new is social media and us having the voice to call this kind of stuff out and people actually hear us, okay? What needs to happen is we need to find this executive's name and shame them, all right? They don't need to be fired or anything like that. They just need to be shamed and asked, how would you feel if someone was trying to revise your history? You have to make examples of people like this so other folks know not to make these same mistakes. Now, could Julia Roberts pull off the role of Harriet Tubman? Probably, but that just wouldn't be historically accurate, okay? Sadly, being a black slave in America is a unique experience, and we are still suffering from the trauma of that experience to this day. To this day, okay? That trauma of slavery was passed on to this generation. So the roles in Hollywood from, you know, that time should be passed on to this generation of black people, too. And this is a prime example of minorities doing all the work and white people taking the credit for it. Period. Please give this culturally clueless executive in Hollywood the biggest hee-haw. Let Chelsea Handler give him the biggest hee-haw, too. That is way too much, Dan Mayonnaise. Let Kathy Griffin give him the biggest hee-haw, too. <laughs> Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. And somebody out there... Somebody out there knows who that culturally clueless executive is, right? So even if you don't want to out him, just take this donkey today off YouTube and send it to his email today. Okay? Mm. All right. Well, mm -hmm. thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice... Call ye right now. She'll help you out with all your problems. Again, the number is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? What's up? It's Nura. Nura. What's up? What's your question for ye? Uh, so I just want to know, so basically, uh, me and my son's mother, we've been together for like three years. I know I messed up. I did a little something. And she started talking to her ex-boyfriend again. And I found out. And basically, she told me, like, that if I get my act together, me and her, but 
can get back together and work on it, but she's not going to wait for me. So I'm basically wondering, should I wait for her and just try to get back together, or should I just go do my own thing? Okay, so did you get your act together? I'm in the process of doing it. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. She sees that, you know, she's been, you know, spending more time with me. We've been doing more things together and stuff. But I'm still in the act of getting it together. But she sees the progress. Right. Well, it's too early to tell them because you haven't even gotten to where you need to be for her to feel like she's ready to get back together. And listen, getting yourself together is not really for another person. It's for you. Yeah, definitely. I know that. That's why the main important thing is me, no matter what. I just don't want to be, like, in this limbo situation, kind of, that should I still be entertaining her or should I just let her do her and just worry about me? I think, so when you say you have to get it together, right, what does that mean? Uh, basically, you know, I've just been, like, irresponsible with money and stuff like that. Like, oh, I get paid next week, I'll just push that bill. It could be a couple days late, like, just little, you know, young, dumb kind of shit. Excuse me. Okay, and when you say you messed up, did some other things happen in your relationship? Uh, that's pretty much uh, the, like you know arguments have stung, uh, stemmed out from like financial irresponsibility, but that's like the gist of it, like All no right. cheating or anything like that. All right, so it sounds like, uh, fi and you know, finances are the number one reason that relationships don't work out, and marriages end over that. That's the number one reason. It's not anything else. Um, that's number one. So it is important to her to see that you are being responsible. But even bigger than that, like I said, it's important to you for yourself to be responsible. And I feel like she sees that in you. She sees that you have a lot of potential, but she's also uh, very much concerned about her own stability and security. If she can't see you doing right on your own, then it's hard to see you doing right as part of a couple, right? That's very true. Very, very true. Is she still talking to her ex? Uh, yeah, but she's been honest about me with everything after, you know, I found out she lets me know, like, oh, yeah, like, we have an open relationship even though we're not together. Okay, so, listen, there's no right or wrong answer to this. I think get yourself together if you feel like... Uh, and you feel like she really does want to be with you and she does want to be with you and she sees you got it together, then fine. Now, it's hard to see the person that you love and want to be with dating somebody else. If you feel like you can't deal with that, that's on you also. However, you said you guys are open and honest and you have an open relationship. And it seems like you're... Are you okay with that? Yeah, at first, like, I know it bothered me, but I know that I know I'm not where I need to be to be a good right. man for her right now. So I know, like, you know, I do love her. I want her to be happy. So I know that... You know, I would just be holding her back and drowning her at this point. Well, that's some real love. Okay. So it's a work in progress. So there's no answer right now except you just have to wait and see. Get your life together. Maybe you'll decide you don't want to be with her anymore. You know, but it sounds like neither one of you are ready to take that next step right now. So in the meantime, work on you. You crying? You right? Yeah, no, nah, I'm not crying. I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, my God. She also wants you to stop smoking, by the way. Didn't she tell you earlier about yeah. anal cancer? That, that is, yo, I don't need that kind of cancer, brother. <laughs> you, got, you got cancer in your ass? How would I miss? Nah, this <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, have a good one. Good luck with everything, bro. Yo, a lot of people like this. A lot of people smoke cigarettes after sex. I just, I just don't know you can get cancer in your ass that fast. All right, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Mo. Mo, what's your question for ye? Okay, so the question is, um, I'm engaged. 
and um, he has outside children, mm-hmm. and I have outside children. Okay, a blended family. Right, a blended family. And he doesn't take care of his biological children the way that he takes care of mine. And I've been trying to talk to him about it, but it just seems to not get anywhere. He says that the other children's mom um, doesn't, you know, have a problem with it, but I don't feel like he's spending time with them like how he does with my children. And he probably feels like spending time with you and the kids is more convenient because y'all are together and he's neglecting his responsibilities and no one's holding him accountable. Right. And that's, you know, and his his children live out of town, so they come down for the summer and Thanksgiving and, you know, they'll be here soon. And they don't come and live with us in our home. They go to the grandmother's house and he doesn't stay in the grandmother's house. So it's like weird to me. Like, Why aren't they in our house? And they're here on the holiday breaks and the, so I okay. don't know I don't know what to do. Like if I I don't want to be, you know, with this person and you know the mothers are blaming me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like I don't know what to do here. Okay, so what is his relationship like with the mothers? Do they have like a hostile relationship? Yeah, they do. Okay, because okay. people do tend because I've dated guys with kids before and they do tend to. Mm-hmm take it out on the kids if they don't get along with the mom, right? And so it could be his relationship with the mothers that is affecting his relationship with his children, and that is wrong. Do you communicate with the mothers at all? Um, uh, it, it, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well at all. Is there a way that you can work on that relationship? Because it seems like that might be the primary issue here. Probably. Well, I've tried um, to reach out to them, you know, and he doesn't want us communicating at all. I don't know why. He just doesn't want us. Well, I know in the past we tried and and things didn't, it didn't go well. It's just a lot behind it, you know, and I don't want to be like, you know what, just forget it. You spend time when you do, you do, you don't, because I'm such a family-oriented person. Right. You know, my my children don't even know his children. They wow. come down here and everything. And, and it's, it's either she doesn't want them over to our home or he doesn't try to encourage it. You know, I'm like, okay, well, they live in Minnesota. You know, it doesn't matter what she wants. He's down here with you. It, it's your holiday weekend. So you should be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take her to my fiance's house, our house. I know she's not going to hurt them. I'm putting my foot down. You're going to respect what I have to say. And if they don't, then go get Custody. That's the kind of person I am. I'm not going to let nobody waste right. their kid around me. I can spend time with them. But he's not like that. He's like, okay, if they can't go over to my house, fine. Okay. Is there a, another you know? person, a mediator, like the grandmother, that could perhaps talk to both parties? Yeah, I can try that. That's something that we haven't tried. Well, I can let him notice by that. Right. And I think, you know, you always have to, as we say, lead with love. And when you go to the grandmother, talk to her and just express how you feel in a positive, you know, just be like, look, I want to make sure, forget whatever we have going on as as adults. This is all about right. the kids. And I do want us to have a better relationship for the sake of our children so that they don't grow up feeling any kind of way or having issues with the parents for whatever reason. Right. So whatever efforts we can make. And if that means that we spend more time at the grandmother's house until the mother's more comfortable, you know, can you broker a phone call between us so that we can, you know, get on a conference call and voice our concerns, but not in a hostile way? Because I think that's uh, the most important thing is how we talk to each other as adults. So you think it's okay? for us to spend time like we're like in visitation spend time with his kids 
at home and, and, and then leave? And well, then right home? now, they, they, they the have pro- their own room. They haven't even been there. They have, everybody has their own room. They haven't even, the kids have their own room and everything. Toys in their room, clothes hung up with tags still on them, but... It's like, yeah, I think you have to, Mo, I think you have to start somewhere, right? And if the mothers are uncomfortable, those are their children also. And so you don't want to do something that they don't want you to do because that's just going to make it even worse right now. Right. So I think you have to show the respect and ease your way into it and take responsibility and accountability for whatever kind of situation that on your end might have them feeling whatever kind of way and be empathetic and understand what, where they're coming from. But at the same time, you have to show that you are really willing to go the extra mile to make this work and make this happen. And know that it is going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. You know, and understand, because, you know, how would you feel with your kids going to somebody else's house that you haven't been to? I guess, uh, well, they've been there. So that's... that's to your, I mean, to, so I'm I talking about to your house. Right, they've been there. Okay. It's been to my home, you know. Right. Guess, but I'm the kind of I'm the kind of baby mom that I'm just like, hey, y'all go have fun. Make sure you know. Yeah, but everybody's not like everybody's not like yeah. that apparently. So I think you have to understand that it will be a process. You have to be patient, but you also mm-hmm. have to just make sure that you are the mature person. Okay. Okay. I'll work on that. Thank you so much. All right. I hope everything works out. And I think it's dope that you are wanting to make sure that this happens for the sake of the kids. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye. Now, ye, we got rooms on the way? Yes. What historic hip-hop group is going to be getting a theme park, hopefully? Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, what's up? Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Good morning. All right, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk. I hate your hair. Continue. Because you don't have hair. Why you get so mean? Because you don't now. have hair. Wow. Did that hurt your feelings? Because yes, you don't you have sassy hair. Sassy bitch, you. <laughs> you got testy just <laughs> now. Because you don't have hair. Popped your wrist and all. Go get your little weave to, get to, to match up to this. Well, I'm going to get my weave and get it's it cut down. Silky. See, this silky. Hey, ladies, wow. can we get to the rumors? Wow. Oh, sorry. Wow. Let's get to the rumors. Wow. Let's talk Kim Kardashian. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian and Sean King. Now, apparently, people want to know why Kim Kardashian is on the front lines when it comes to the Rodney Reese day of execution. She was featured on the Today Show to speak about that, and Sean King uh, was questioned. Well, first, Sean King wrote, you don't have to believe anything I've ever said about Rodney Reed. Believe the Innocence Project. Believe the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles was just unanimously voted to stop his execution. Believe the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals was just granted an appeal. Somebody said, why was Kim Kardashian on the Today Show being interviewed about this case and not you and Sean King responded because she likes being on TV and I like doing the work. Wow. All right. Since then, Innocence Project has uh, posted at Kim Kardashian. We are grateful for your support and partnership on Rodney Reed's case from raising awareness on his fight for justice and motivating so many to take action to your dedication as a legal apprentice to the legal team. And Sean King posted that and said, yesterday, a lot of you asked me why Kim K was on TV so much talking about Rodney Reed getting a stay of execution instead of me. And I said something flippant to the effect of because she likes being on TV and I like doing the work. 
that was only partly true. She does like being on TV, and I do like doing the work, but my friends at the Innocence Project let me know today that behind the scenes, Kim is really doing the work, and I'm glad about that. Also, I don't think she's clout chasing. I was fully convinced that she's sincere in her efforts. Rodney's family told me so themselves. I just wanted to make this clear. I mean, everybody plays a part, right? All hands on deck when it comes to any kind of injustice, and I mean, honestly, that's just petty to come at Kim for that because if she's on TV raising awareness for a cause that you're fighting for, why would you care? Yeah, who cares? She's raising we're, getting the, we're getting the job done. If, yeah. if, he, if she does it this way, you do it this way, somebody else does it that way, the whole the job is getting done. That's yeah. what I thought the whole thing was. Everybody can get more done when they stop worrying about who gets the credit for it. Alright, Floyd Mayweather Facts. said that his time in the ring is definitely finished and he's focused on other projects which is including his fast-growing chain of boxing fitness gyms, also his promotion company, and, you know, he has the strip club, too, in Vegas, right? Yep, yep. And he uh, said that he would still, however, maybe do some of those other fights, that they, the exhibition fights. The three-rounders the three rounders overseas and stuff like that, right? So according to Floyd Mayweather, he said, I've got calls to get back into the ring, but my health is my wealth. He said, boxing is a very, very brutal sport. In the last few years, a lot of fighters have died inside that squared circle. You have got to know when to hang it up. I had a great career. And there you have it. I so. think that's smart. I don't I agree think he with should him. fight anymore. Uh, he has nothing to prove. Nothing at all. Like, anybody that he would be fighting at this point would benefit them more than it would benefit him. Like, everybody trying to get this Pacquiao Mayweather 2 to happen. No. For what? All right. Well, he said, I still travel and do exhibitions. I make great money doing exhibitions between 10 and $30 million. He said, I think I make more doing that than most fighters make fighting. Yeah, I think he'll do an exhibition one or two. It's only two rounds or three rounds. It's, it's, it's light work for him. I think it was still And it doesn't affect his 50-0 and 0 record. Doesn't, either, yeah, it doesn't affect his record. All right, Mayweather Promotions, in the meantime, you know they have a fight happening this weekend. Uh, Luis Ortiz and Deontay Wilder. Yes, That's indeed. Vegas on Saturday. Part two. Can't wait to see that. All right, Wu-Tang Clan. Looks like they might be getting their own theme park. That would be really amazing if that can happen. Where at? Um, Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in South Korea. Okay. And so, hopefully, I think that would be really, really dope to go to a Wu-Tang Clan that theme park. That would be park. dope. I would definitely take my black ass out to South Korea to go to that Wu-Tang Clan. I'll be at that park. grand opening, trust and believe. What would be some good names for some rides? I don't know, because all the rides would sound mad scary. Like, you don't want to get on a ride called Protect Your Neck. All right? You don't, yes, you do. don't want to I mean, get on a ride mean. called Bring the Ruckus. I think that sounds Old amazing. dirty, you know what I'm old saying? dirty bastard ride. Yes, those are some rides I would want to get on. The bring the pain. Uh, I gravel even, pit. No, so you, you want to get in the no, gravel pit? No, you're giving me anxiety just thinking about that. <laughs> Everything should be virtual reality. No. I'm, no, I'm cool with that. I'm, listen, I'm old. I like virtual reality. Have, you, have you been on a virtual reality, uh, Kosi Aye? Um, yes, I have. Those are dope. Have you been to the Avatar virtual Amazing. reality ride? At, I forgot what park it is. I went sometime this year. It was in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, Disney, Disney World. Yeah. I've never been to Disney World, so Incredible. you know Incredible. Like, if you go, you it makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. That's right. That's all it's I need I'd rather really point. go on a roller coaster. I'm 41. All I need is <laughs> Why do I want to pretend no. to go on one when I, I can't go on, on one? You know I love no, roller coasters. No, because it really makes you feel like you're yes. flying. It puts you right. You got to try. You got to try. You on a real roller coaster? I ain't paying nobody to scare me. I definitely wouldn't be on a real roller coaster. We do both. Go but anyway, Disney, we both. should come up with some great names for these Wu-Tang rides. Um, now, Felicity Huffman, she wants to help female inmates after she spent some time in prison. She wants to design outfits for them? No. <laughs> but she said her experience is that these women are left behind. They're abandoned. There's no support for them either in the institution or when they leave the institution. And that broke her heart. So now she wants to actually help out, I guess, some way, somehow, after her experience uh, going to jail for a very brief period of time, I might add. All right. Uh, Princess Love was upset with Ray J 
Now, apparently, and I saw both of them in Vegas. They were, um, Ray J was hosting, like, the pre-show for the Soul Train Music Awards. And he he does have a new project coming out, by the way. Ray Demption. Okay. Uh <laughs> And you know, Princess Love. <laughs> okay, guy, Ray J. Okay. <laughs> Princess Love is eight months pregnant, and I guess uh, Ray J left her there. She, Ray J, posted a picture with Princess Love and their daughter Melody, and said, "Thank you, BT hashtag Soul Train Awards." And Princess Love said, "Left me and Melody stranded in Vegas and blocked me from calling. Now you want to post family photos? Hashtag Buy Ugly." Damn. I don't know what happened with them. It was all good. And that's a clear joke, though. When a person say bye ugly to you, it might have been a misunderstanding. A like, yeah, he might have had to go do a show and left him in Vegas. I'm sure he didn't leave him stranded. Then she said, yes, I can fly home. I have my own money, but my car is here, and I don't want to drive back alone with my daughter because I'm over eight months pregnant, and I don't even want to have to stop for gas or go into labor with all of this human trafficking going on. Yeah. So that was when people were asking her, why don't you just fly yourself home? And that was her response. When people say buy ugly, that's like LOL. Like, I've been getting buy ugly my whole life. And well, I mean, I, never, I, never I know that's that. people. I know they're just playing. <laughs> I never got that. Uh, you know what I mean? Man, it's just you. I never, I never got that. Yeah, no one's ever said that. Grow some hair. I'm the only person that gets buy ugly. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Might be a different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee, and happy birthday to my goddaughter. She turns 21 today. Ooh, that's a big age. Yeah, so happy birthday to Jasmine, all right? All right. Everybody else, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. The People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in right now, 800-585-1051. It's like saying bye, Felicia. No, I was talking to you. Did you talking to you, not me? <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The brother Kareem Webb. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Kareem is a uh, multi-unit franchisee of Buffalo Wild Wings and CEO of, of, of Fourth Movement. Yeah. Did you ever imagine yourself opening up your own franchises? Yeah. I okay. mean, you know, like I grew up in a family that was doing franchising. I mean, so... Uh, from the time my dad went from being an executive to becoming a franchisee, that whole conversation around you can't inherit my job, but one day you can inherit my business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just kind of growing up, uh, you know, on fries, as I call it, mm -hmm. uh, I always knew that was a possibility for me. I mean, when I went to Morehouse College, I was going to the West End, walking up in polyester uniforms, working at McDonald's. <laughs> <Mickey> so, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was always entrepreneurship and specifically the idea of owning restaurants in a franchise model was, was always probably something I was thinking about. How did you get the capital for your first franchise? Well, his parents owned a bunch of franchises. Oh, yeah, parents yeah, yeah, yeah. They owned some McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, we, we went out, my, myself, my business partner, Ed, and uh, we scraped, you know, for years. And we opened our first Buffalo Wild Wings in 2009 after the market had crashed, and there was no bank financing. Mm -hmm. wow. You just had to go figure it out. $3 million, had 21 LOIs, people, you know, closing the door on cats in their early 30s who wanted to open, you know, units in, in L.A., so it was tough. It was $3 million to buy into the franchise yeah. for each one? yeah. Wow. It's different for every franchise that you want to buy into, right? Absolutely. Because I know it's really super strict with, like, Chick-fil-A. You have to work there for yeah. two years. Chick-fil-A, I actually, I mean, whatever you think about their politics, I like their model because uh, it empowers people that otherwise wouldn't be able to have access to the capital, mm -hmm. right? So you're talking about, I think now it's 20, used to be $10,000. Wow. Uh, you know, but if you if you work there, I know there's a lot of folks that operate those units making, you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year who have a little bit of money in their deals, mm -hmm. right? And they're taking care of their family and engaging in community. So, um, yeah, I, I say kudos to that model. I thought it was dope, but they want you to work uh, every aspect of 
Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? So they want you. Oh, to you are an owner operator, but yeah, that's how operator. good businesses work. I think that's good. You have to yeah. know how yeah. to. Actually what business do, do we know where, like, you know, mm-hmm. the the CEO of the business or the person that's responsible for the business executing every day doesn't work it? Correct. Now, for yeah. you though, I would feel like it was different because because of your family, you had experience and had more knowledge than the average person would before they decide to get into franchising. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I grew up around the, the dinner table. I said, you know. I kind of got my MBA at Hamburger University of Reggie Webb with my dad, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, to whom much is given, much is expected, and hopefully we're, we're living up to that. What were some of those jewels that they put in your head, though, that, that trained you in a certain way? Because, oh, I mean, man. just because they do it doesn't mean the, the, the child will, will, will get it. It's really about a way of being, right? Like, you grow up in the restaurant space, and you're growing, you know, I grew up pretty middle class. You know, both of my parents came from single-parent households, South L.A., uh, so, you know, you know both worlds, but I'm going home, going to one high school, the kid that's on the in the grill cooking Big Macs right next to me has a different set of circumstances, but you know we're the same person. Right. I wanted to date the young ladies that worked in the drive-thru, you know, mm-hmm. we went and played ball together after we worked. We were we were never not the same. So I think that was the, the main lesson. And then, you know, my parents were very philanthropic. I never saw them to this day take advantage of anybody or do mm-hmm. anything that was... Um, you know, suspect in terms of their 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 the way that they did business. How many Buffalo Wild Wings do you own now? We have four and, okay. and several more on the way. Yeah. And you and you said you started in old. First one opened in, in 2009 Damn. in Torrance, and in 2011 in the Crenshaw District. That was like in, in the middle of the recession at the time, right? Yeah, it was it was the opposite of easy. You I'm saying you weren't afraid. Uh, man, I think we were probably too hungry and determined mm-hmm. to be. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of sleepless nights, and even after you open, it's not just, you know, you open the door and automatic, automatically you're successful. And we had one of the first, really the first Buffalo Wild Wings in L.A. proper. Um, so, you know, the brand wasn't like it is today in 2009, especially on the coast. There were none here uh, in New York. There were none in, in L.A. proper. So we were we were kind of first to the market. Mm. What are some of the rules as far as the franchise that you, with Buffalo Wild Wings? Because I know that a lot of businesses are trying to get healthier also. Mm-hmm. So how does that affect you guys? Are there things you can add to the menu? Can you only have, like, what everybody has across the nation as far as what's on the menu? Are there changes you can make? Like, I know things have to be pretty uniform. So what, to own a Buffalo Wild Wings, do you have to adhere to? I mean, when you are a franchisee, you have to, you know, what you leverage is your ability to operate well. And for us, that means developing people, especially young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a level of cultural competency um, um, and engagement with folks to run a system well. It's not like, oh, I'm in the Crenshaw district. I think sweet potato pie would do really well, so right. I get to do it. No, it's not that. And that's not why you get into a system like that. You're really leveraging the entire system to go, you know, get access to the resources, develop people, make a difference where you're doing business. How do you as an owner handle <laughs> a situation like the one that happened in, uh, I think it was Naperville, yeah. where, where, where the black family said they felt discriminated in the Buffalo Wild Wings? How does a black owner, how did that affect you as a black owner? It's painful. But I'm going to tell you, like, we sell, um, you know, $5 beers after 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, I had a store in Carson where, you know, uh, we have Latino folks and African-Americans and somebody might be a Cowboy fan and somebody else is a Green Bay fan and, and folks get into it. Yeah. <laughs> things that, you know, you might not think are the nicest thing to be said, get said. And you operate, you deal with the public. Um, and the only thing you can do is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and these businesses are, are, are run typically by young people who are inexperienced um, and are gaining experience and mistakes get made. 
I think what you got to look at in situations like this is the quality of the leadership and then what happens after the fact. I'm glad to say Buffalo Wild Wings was acquired a year and a half ago um, that the president of Buffalo Wild Wings, Lyle Tick, and, and the brother, uh, Seth Freeman, who's the CMO, I've been in contact with them. I think they've been on the ground um, talking to um, Reverend Jackson and others, uh, the family itself. So um, I think they're doing all the right things to ensure um, that – we're as prepared as possible to try to prevent that type of thing happening. When we start talking about 1,300 units and the average of 50, 60 people working in each unit, Mm -hmm. and you know the status of our country, and you got folks that support all kinds of people coming in these businesses, uh, you're going to have some of that. It's about, you know, how you respond. Yeah, and I mean, that's why one of the reasons I'm glad you came, because, like, you know, you start calling for both, let's boycott Buffalo Wild Wings. It's like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's some brothers and sisters that will be affected by that. Let's yeah. let's put them on the front line so people can see what what it is. Yeah, I mean that, that you know it's exactly right. It's all we're all human beings doing the best we can to, mm-hmm. to be to do the best we can. I think the pressure that we ought to be putting on folks is inclusion around ownership. Word. It matters who owns these businesses because when you own, you hire folks that you're comfortable with. You're more. Um, culturally competent you develop people in different ways listen you're not going to let somebody maybe challenge you um that doesn't that you don't feel like you know is respect respectful of your experience right right but i have the ability to deal with or talk to a young person and, and bring the best out of them in ways that somebody else might not challenge a young person all right, well, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yeah, I'm grateful to you guys, man, for the platform and, and for the fact that you guys, man, represent a lot of us. This is where we get our information, um, and you guys do it the right way, so thank you. Where can they reach you, Corinne? Uh, man, just hit me up. We were at Afrotech together last week. Yes, I can't sir. tell you how many people hit me up on LinkedIn talking about want to be involved in the business. So I just say social is the best place to, to, to find me, Instagram, you know, whatever, Kareem Webb. Okay, and at Fourth Movement? And at Fourth Movement, yeah. I shout out to Kareem Webb for joining us. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes. First of all, I want to salute my homegirl, Courtney, man. Courtney is uh, w- one of my young young OGs out here in these streets, and she's the main person that always says bye ugly to me. <laughs> she always says bye ugly, and I, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed now that y'all have hurt my feelings this morning. But anyway, uh, the positive note comes from a young man named Arnold Schwarzenegger. You may know him. He said, strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to, not to surrender, that is strength. Bye, ugly. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?